Divided into 10 provinces and 3 territories, the Dominion of Canada is home to almost 38 million people. Canada has more than 3 million lakes, making up more than half the lakes in the entire world. Approximately 1.4 million Canadians refer to themselves as Indigenous or Aboriginal people. I spoke with my friend Madeline about what it was like growing up in Canada and how different each province is from the other. Madeline spoke about some interesting and unique food preferences in Canada and she had my mouth watering when she mentioned one of my favorite Canadian dishes, poutine. We discussed political and cultural conflicts between Canadians and how important it is to embrace the French Canadian phrase la joie de vivre, which can be translated to the joy of living. I was so encouraged to hear that she feels that the young people of Canada are very active in helping make changes for a better world. From what I see in Canada, we have a very passionate and very vocal generation. For example, in Newfoundland, my friends were the ones who organized the climate protests, every single one. They also organized the Black Lives Matter protests, and even if their parents weren't that fond of it, they still did it, so... Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Hey, hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Pretty good. Wait, so remind me, you're from Alberta, but you were living in Newfoundland? Yeah, okay. I'll do a quick rundown, right? I was born in Alberta, and then I moved to Newfoundland, and then I moved to Denver, Colorado. That's where I lived for kindergarten and first grade. Then I moved back to Calgary. Then I moved to Malta, and then Newfoundland. Yeah, I lived in Malta. That's Uh, so cool. I love it there so much. I haven't been there since 2014, but yeah. Uh, And then from Malta to Newfoundland, Newfoundland to Norway, and now I'm here. So yeah. would you say you have most of your memories, like most of your memories in Canada? Yeah, yeah. I um, Like most of my formative years, I think, that actually formed me as a person were done in Newfoundland, like the second time I lived there. Okay. Um, so, because I lived there from sixth grade to ninth grade. Oh, yeah. And that's like, you know, that's everything you happens. Like, that's when you like, you learn stuff. Like exactly. really learn stuff. Yeah, middle school was rough, but it's, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, middle school is rough for everybody. <laughs> if you're not getting bullied or excluded, then you probably have so much social pressure to be perfect. It's like mini high Honestly, school. That's when you. That's when people just peak. Like people like that, they just peak. I literally peaked in middle school with my choir. I was in choir, and I peaked then, and I haven't done anything as cool since then. So this interview is going to be super informal, really just relaxed fun and just go with the flow can't wait to hear your perspective my name is madeline i'm 18 years old and i live in norway but i'm actually a canadian citizen so yeah cool culture clash fair would you say that there's a lot of conflict in your country i think it's a lot less like direct than in other countries it's not as like upfront but there's a lot of ideological ideological conflict that you'd see um and sometimes it's very obvious and sometimes it's not yeah. What kind of ideological conflict? Like, ex- explain that to me. To well, uh, here's an example. The elections were a couple years ago. I think they were in my 11th grade year. I'm in 12th grade now. 
that was when Trudeau got reelected and he's like part of the Liberal Party. And from where I'm from in the West, in the Western state provinces, um, I almost turned American there, but uh-huh. <laughs> it's very conservative. And Trudeau actually shouldn't have won, but because he won the most seats around the actual country, he did. But the majority actually went to the Conservative Party. After Trudeau won, there was a lot of conflict with the Western provinces where they said they wanted to split from Canada because they were under another liberal government. Where I was, where I lived in Newfoundland, that's like where I consider home. I lived there for six years in total, and a lot of Newfoundlanders voted for, for no, voted for Trudeau. So Albertans were going on social media and saying, hey, like Newfoundlands, like Newfoundlanders don't consider coming to Alberta for oil because that's what a lot of people did. It was a, a huge oil industry in Alberta, Newfoundland, um, because you guys voted against a conservative and conservative is best for the country. So there's a lot of battle between conservative and liberal. It's not as like upfront as it is in the States, but it is still very strong, especially if you're caught in the middle of it between the Eastern and Western provinces. And also there's a lot of racism, which a lot of people don't talk about, but yeah. The most conflict is usually like politically like political conflict and then like racism it's like political and social like the racism ties into it a lot it's like intertwined with it because it's mainly to do with the indigenous population of canada and it's been this huge conflict with like my parents like different generations like my parents and i but also just different political parties and how people see it okay so the racism is basically yeah. going towards the indigenous canadians and then uh yeah it's It's been this huge point of contention with Canadians for so long because no one really talks about it of what happened, but a lot of the most of the racism goes towards them. But of course, there is a lot of racism towards our Muslim population, um, our Indian population, because a lot of there's a lot. I think it's it's pronounced sick, uh, sick Indians, and yeah, yeah, I I can't pronounce it that well. There's a large population of them in like Toronto, for example, and there's just a lot of if you're in the Western provinces, especially, there's a lot of racism but mostly towards Indigenous. What social issues are most prevalent in Canada? And I'm like, (laughs) racism, sexism, homophobia. There is racism, a lot of it, but there's also a little bit of homophobia. I've been to the Pride Parades in Newfoundland. I've seen the looks that some people give us, but Newfoundland's also very small, so it's on a very small scale. But on social media, for example, on on the Canadian side of social media, like on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever, there is a lot of the older generations coming after the, like our rainbow crosswalks, for example. So it's subtle, but it's there. Wait, may I ask, are you a part of the LGBT community? Yeah, I'm bisexual. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so have you received any discrimination as being bisexual in Canada? Not as much because where I lived in Newfoundland, it's still this very loving and welcoming community and everybody knows everybody kind of thing. So, but it's like the opposite of like the small town you'd see in movies where it, everyone's really <laughs> hyper-religious. Um, you know, for in this case, not really, but there are like some microaggressions, like weird looks or whatever, um, at the pride parades and people just looking at us strangely and kind of scoffing if they see us waving our flag around or whatever, but it's very subtle. The people of Canada, is there like a dominant religion or is like most people are atheist or Christian, Jewish? I would say not really because our country is built on immigration. So there are, 
like that's just the foundation of it. It has been like that for like over a hundred years. Because there's so many people coming in from different countries, it's so many different religions like Islam and like Catholicism and everything and Judaism kind of clashing together in like a really decent way. It's not very bad. So I wouldn't say there's a dominant one, no. Do you think there's a shift in perspective in young people? Or do you think that young people still believe racism and homophobia or like other social issues are tolerable? I'd say there's a huge shift. There is such a huge shift in perspective. For example, in Newfoundland, my friends were the ones who organized the climate protests, every single one. They also organized the Black Lives Matter protests. And even if their parents weren't that fond of it, they still did it. So I don't think my parents would have done the same if they were our age and in this day and age. So there's a huge shift in perspective from young people trying to push forward into the world and make their own way through. That's awesome. I love to see that. (laughs) Do you keep up with politics and government in Canada? I I try not to as much as I can because it's just a lot of the time it's just people trolling you and saying, oh yeah, Trudeau's like working with China to bring communism to Canada or whatever. I do try to keep up with who's prime minister, but other than that, I distance myself from that a bit. I guess it's just like very hectic. Well, that's just like every other nation. That is true. Um, A lot of like our political things get swept under the rug because of our neighbor. Um, Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, So whatever political stuff happens, I have to look for myself. And I've been involved in politics since I was like 14. So it gets very exhausting after a while. How do you get your information? Like, do you find out on the news from your parents, social media, or like friends? I usually find out through the news and my friends. When I see stuff on social media, I try to fact check it, especially when it comes to Canada, because there's a lot of really far, like, extremist right-wing nuts, like, right-wing nuts. Important to, like, always fact check. I always, I usually fact check with the New York Times, but I'm not really sure which Canadian news outlets, I guess, are very reliable. I'm not really sure about that at the moment, because there's just so much going on, but yeah, from for my friends, tell me, and then also the news when I can. When you mean right-wing extremists, could you describe that a little bit? Like, here in the U.S., right-wing is considered, like, Republican or conservative. Is it the same way in Canada? We do have, like, a very strong Republican party. I think they're called conservatives. I can never remember the difference anymore, but, like, on that spectrum. But a lot of them are just sort of like Trump supporters who come up from the um, U.S. into the Western provinces or who are just close enough to the border that they, like, uh, for example, there's a lot of, like, conservatives in Alberta who take it too far because we're right on the border with the U.S. But it really depends on the ideology because and the context, I suppose, because they won't care about the same issues as they will about in the U.S. Immigration is a hot topic in Montreal, for example. Oh my god, Montreal is brutal when it comes to immigration, but it's sort of the same thing, just the kind of different shapes and different shades of everything. Isn't Montreal supposed to be like one of the most diverse cities in the world? Or is, it, is that Toronto? I think it, uh, Montreal and Toronto, I think both like come pretty high up in that category. Um, Quebec, Quebec in general is a bit of like a, a rocky province. Because there's so much, like, they're the separatist province. They've wanted to separate from Canada since I remember when I was, like, 13. And I didn't even know about Canadian politics when I was 13. So, but there is a little bit of an immigration problem there because there's just so much, like, there's so many people who want to come to Canada for, like, the, like, internationalism, I guess. And it's hard to fit everyone in. And in Montreal, I did research on this for a French paper once, I wrote once, and, like, they have to balance the needs of their people and the needs of people coming in and try to be as caring as they can. But it's difficult 
when there's just so many people. Yeah. La joie de vivre is very popular. Exactly, exactement. <laughs> Do you have any friends from different countries? Are you aware or like, have you met many people from different countries? Yeah, most of my friends are like... <laughs> Yeah. From all over. <laughs> I assumed so. Do you see more differences or similarities between people you've met from other countries? I see a lot of both, honestly. For example, one of my best friends is Canadian, but he was born in India and his family is Indian as well. And you can see like the little bit of cultural difference there and like just the way we talk about Canada and the way we talk about like culture and religion or whatever. One of my other friends was in the Egyptian Revolution, for example, in 2013. And the way they the way we don't both talk about protests I'm a very passionate person I want to go protest and like get involved and he just wants to push it all away because he saw some stuff in that in those protests that yeah there's a lot of similarities in that we all want the same thing we all want the world to change we all want things to get better but a lot of differences in how we want to go about that I suppose that's a very very fair point and world peace in from one person living in I don't know Mexico could be completely different from another person living in Japan exactly that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict yeah, um, I see that a lot because, as I said, a lot of my friends are very involved in Newfoundland and like trying to make the world a better place. They're very involved in like the environment and like uh, Black Lives Matter protests. They were all very, very vocal about that as well. From what I see in Canada, we have a very passionate and very vocal generation of youth. That's pretty great to hear. How can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace? I think well, that's a good question. Well, see, in Canada, we're very lucky to have the, to leave the life that we live. It's the same thing here in Norway. I don't know what I would have done if I was living in a country I would don't have the access to the things I do now. So I think especially in Canada, like use your point of privilege to your advantage. And a lot of my friends have acknowledged that as well. And like, we all have social media and social media isn't always the greatest for spreading news. But when you are trying to get everyone involved and when you're trying to spread a really important message, it's really important to do that in a responsible way. If I were to bring up the example in Canada, my friends arranged a virtual climate citizen from school so they just ditched school and went on zoom and did a virtual climate protest whoa how did that like virtual protest work like did they just this is gonna sound weird but like did they hack into other people's phones and like make people watch them like no they um (laughs) they basically just posted it all over online and said like since we're in online school now like we might as well do this so they just didn't go to school that day and hosted this big zoom call uh, and then hopped on the zoom call and like I think they recorded it and did some actual performances one of my friends uh, Greta she always performed at those at those uh protests so I think she did that again for the online one it was just very publicized so people knew it was happening and there's no way they could get away from it because it was all over social media so it went like viral uh I wouldn't say viral in Newfoundland it was a big thing I don't know if other Canadians joined it because the time difference is again is a little bit brutal between even like Toronto or not Newfoundland so I would say in Newfoundland it was very popular I don't know about wherever else it went viral that's very cool (laughs) and I didn't know that like a virtual protest could occur I thought that's I think that's very neither did I (laughs) could you describe to me what la joie de vivre means I think a lot of it is like the internationalism of it. It, Like if you're meeting people from different countries who have like parents who are from like Mexico or India or like Pakistan, like a lot of that is just understanding that life is a lot more complicated and also a lot more simple than people make it. Like it's not about politics. It's not about like who's going to be the next president of the United States. It's not about any of that. It's more just about making friends and understanding that our differences are what make us human and are what make us alive. 
And that's what I love about Canada. La joie de vivre, as you say, I think is just loving people for who they are and not trying to make them not trying to make them like like you and understanding that they are going to be different and that different cultures are actually should be celebrated that's awesome i love that by the way is is la joie de vivre like a popular thing like if you ask like a random canadian would they know uh it depends on where in canada because the french education is not very popular in alberta <laughs> uh i think if you ask someone in like ontario or especially in, like toronto or ottawa then yes like if you if they were in the bigger cities would they know i think i believe so like even if you like even if you just translate it and say hey like what do you think is like joy of life or joy of living they like still have like the same answer or similar answers well i didn't know if that was like a like a like an actual phrase like i know in costa rica in costa rica we have a phrase called pura vida which means pure life and it has this whole meeting meaning Mm -hmm. and everything but i know this interview is about canada yeah (laughs) (laughs) So like I didn't know if there were any popular sayings similar to that. I'm not quite sure. I know that a lot of Canada is about like it's based on like our culture and like our varying culture. So I if you ask anyone the same question, even if you translate in different languages, they would like understand the point of it. I don't know if it's like a popular phrase. I'd have to live there again to see. But <laughs> could you describe to me what is the best Canadian dish, in your opinion, or like your favorite? Oh, oh my God. Um, I'm going to be really cliche here and say poutine. I love poutine. It's not very healthy, but it's my favorite thing. I can't eat it anymore because of the gravy. So unless they have vegetarian gravy, I can't indulge in that. But I'd say a lot of people in Newfoundland like seal and moose as well. I haven't eaten either of those, but they're very, very popular, especially in like the eastern and eastern provinces and the Northwest Territory. Seal is very, very common to eat. Wow. So, yeah. Have your have your parents like ever prepared it or like have they ever tried it before? I don't I think they've tried it. I don't know if they've ever prepared it before because we don't really eat that as much as in Alberta. So when we moved to Newfoundland, it was kind of like a culture shock to us that people were eating this stuff. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Would you say that the the provinces in Canada, well, in the States, California and New York are two completely different places? <laughs> yeah. Would you mm-hmm. say like that's the same thing in with like the provinces in Canada? Like, would you say that the Yukon, I don't even know if that's a province or not. If the Yukon, Yukon territories, yeah. Yukon territories is like, is different from British Columbia? I would say yes, because Canada, also the weather varies a lot. Like even, it's like a completely different climate from like British Columbia to Newfoundland. Western and Eastern coast are pretty similar. So if you're thinking like Alberta and Newfoundland, for example, Alberta's gets up to negative 40 degrees Celsius in the winter and flat and like 35 in the summer like 35 degrees celsius in the Whoa. summer Wait, oh yeah i didn't i didn't even know that canada could get that hot <laughs> yeah um yeah the, in calgary we have the calgary stampede which is this massive outdoor event uh, that's supposed to happen every year it's a literal rodeo but it's also it's also like a theme park and like all the they have a lot of really good food there really good as in like deep fried oreos but no <laughs> hey that's okay <laughs> i think it's different Especially if you're moving from someplace like Alberta to Newfoundland. Newfoundland is on a whole other level of culture, which you wouldn't expect because it's so small and it's like sparsely populated. But the culture there is so rich. It's very different, very province. Would you say that all the provinces have like, well, obviously Canada is a francophone country. And would you say that like all the provinces have French influence or do you think it's mostly in uh, Quebec and New Brunswick? I think it's a lot more intense in provinces like Quebec and New Brunswick, but 
it is everywhere I'd say because you'll meet you could go up to anyone on the street and start speaking in French and I assure you they would at least have some sort of grasp on it the French education system especially in Alberta isn't that great they don't push it as much but you're still like aware of the language you're still aware that Canada is a bilingual country and we see it on the paperwork we see it on the menu so it's it's everywhere, even if it's not as prominent. So like if you went to a restaurant and you didn't know how to speak English, you could have a French menu? Like they would have that option? I believe so, yeah. There's, I think restaurants in the Canada and like also like other places have to make that available. And there's always French translations under uh, the ingredients if there isn't a French menu in general. It's very inclusive for our French counterpart. Here in the States, it's only English. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yet there's no official language here. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah, there's no official language. What is your favorite place in Canada to visit overall for like tourism? Oh, that's a good question. I think my favorite Canadian city is Montreal or Montreal if I'm going to please my French teacher. But it's such a gorgeous city, like the cobblestone streets and everything. And also the food. The food is really, really good in Montreal. I haven't been there since like 2015, but it's a really incredible city if you're trying to find a little piece of like Europe right there in Canada. Also, Prince Edward Island, really, really tiny province, but really beautiful is another like really good tourist point because it's just it's just so accessible. To everybody not like transport wise because you have to take a ferry there or whatever or like a very small plane which i have done it's very very small so prince edward island it's like next to new brunswick or nouveau brunswick if we're gonna be yeah <laughs> yeah it's right next to there oh cool wow it's a small island yeah tiny compared to everywhere else in canada because canada, <laughs> exactly. canada is massive it, most of it's just mountains and forests but it is still quite a big country would you say that like banff is overrated or do you think it's worth going? Oh my god, it's so worth going. I love Banff. Okay, I went skiing there so much, so much. But also, like, Banff is just gorgeous in general, like, whatever time of year you're going up to. It was probably the only part that made Alberta worth living for me. I don't like Alberta that much in general, but Banff was so gorgeous, and I would definitely go back there. So, totally worth it. My parents, first of all, my parents love Canada. And oh yeah, as they I should. Went- <laughs> <laughs> and they said Banff, Lake Louise were their favorite places. I went skiing at Lake Louise so often. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I love, yeah. They're right. It's beautiful there. <laughs> well, fun fact, in eighth grade, my science teacher was from Canada. And she was like, you know, pure, hardcore Canadian. Just like super kind, super fun. Oh, yeah. Canada. And... And she would always have, like, you know, the Canadian Smarties in her room. By the way, what do you think of Tim Hortons? I miss it more than I can possibly explain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, see, they have the best drinks. They serve them year-round. So if I want to get a frozen iced coffee in, like, mid-December, I can get a frozen iced coffee in mid-December. It was a ritual for me to get it after my morning swim practices. I was on the swim team, so I was up at, like, 6 a.m., 5 30 a.m swimming most days so huge staple of canadian culture if you go to canadian city you have to get the tim hortons it's when just i go thing. to a canadian city i will have to get tim hortons you will have to get tim hortons okay so like when i moved here i didn't go back to canada for like 10 or so months and then i got to visit back in april 2019 the first thing i got when i went to toronto was tim hortons in the toronto airport it was like 5 a.m i got tim hortons and then you were like 
oh, it feels good to be back home. Oh, yeah. I literally talk to my dad, like, randomly sometimes. And I'm like, I miss Tim Hortons. I can't wait to go back home and get some Tim Hortons. It's, like, a thing. What's the best thing. donut at Tim Hortons? Or, like, what's the best item? Um, the Timbits are always iconic. They have the chocolate glazed ones, which are probably my favorite. And I don't even like chocolate. So that just goes to show how good they are. I My usual drink is an ice cap. It's like this kind of coffee slushy thing. But they also have maple glaze, which is my mom's go-to. And that's obviously the most Canadian oh, thing you can get. Oh, maple glaze. Maple syrup glaze. That's the most Canadian you can get. Oh, yeah. Speaking about that, of course, mm-hmm. we have to discuss about, we have to t- discuss maple syrup. Maple. I was waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like, I know you lived in the States, but like for not very long and you were really little, but mm-hmm. here maple syrup is so expensive. I think it's also pretty expensive in Canada as well, especially if you have those glass bottles of it, but most Canadians are willing to make that investment. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm not a huge fan of maple syrup, but if anyone ever offers me maple syrup on my pancakes, if I'm like out and about, I'll probably take maple syrup on my pancakes. But most people opt for like the more like cop out maple syrup if they can but if it comes to real canadian maple syrup everyone's gonna be like yeah that's our maple syrup that's us we made that (laughs) can we go over talk about like some canadian slang oh yeah i'm so ready (laughs) so like what would you call a hat that has like a little like ball on top like a pom-pom a little kind of yeah it's just the toque A beanie. Oh, speaking of Canadian slang, actually, me and my friend used to talk about this. Can you say the word bag? Like, wait, the verb, like I'm begging for this or like a bag, like a shopping bag? A shopping bag. Bag? Bag. Okay, see, my friend and I talked about this because there's a slight difference in inflection between the way Canadians say the word bag and Americans say the word like bag. So it's like bag and bag. Hey, can you give me a shopping bag? Yeah, like that. there it is. There it is. Like I say bag, like a lot of Scottish and Irish immigrants and even Italian went to Newfoundland. And then since Newfoundland was actually a dominion until 1949, it wasn't part of Canada. They had a lot of time to develop their own everything. So if I were to say, what are you doing? I would say, what are you at? What? I picked up a lot of Newfoundland saying I live there. So it's like saying like, what are you at? Or like, what are you at? What are you at? <laughs> what are you at? Um, then there's also the buys. So if you're going to go, I'm going to go see the buys. It's like, like your friends or like, you're going to go see like the boys. It's just, that's just like the buys. Wow. There's all, there's all a huge culture clash, even between the cities and the Baymen. <laughs> we had our own songs called Eyes of Eyes. Eyes of Eyes of Bill's Button. Eyes of Eyes of Sailor. Eyes of Eyes of Ketchup is bringing home the fodder. Eyes of what? Eyes of Eyes. Eyes of Buzz. Like, is that like? Eyes of the Buzz. Buys. Oh, the buys. Like, you know. I- like what I said earlier, like the buys. I'm going to go see the buys. Oh, the buys, like, those are, like, the homies, I guess? Or like Yeah, like, the way you spell it is, like, it's, like, a B and then apostrophe and then Y-E-S. If you could tell someone anything about Canada, what would you tell them? I would say it's, like, a mosaic of culture there. And if you cannot respect that, then you shouldn't go. If, like, there's just so many different types of people and so many different languages that you'll hear on the street. I've heard Arabic and French spoken in the same conversation. I assume they were from Algeria. It's just this beautiful country. And even if with all its problems with like everything, you would I still wouldn't choose anywhere else to be from because like, there's just that feeling of community there and that feeling that we built this ourselves. It isn't because of, it, it is because of colonizers, of course, but the fact that people started coming and the fact that we made this our own, that's what's important about Canada, like the culture and the fact that there is no real Canadian culture. It's everyone's culture. That was excellent. That was such a great way to end it. 
I'm glad. <laughs> so yeah, that basically just wraps everything cool. up. Thank you so much for being a part of yeah, this. Of I got great information. You had great answers. Really appreciate it. And I learned <laughs> a lot more about Canadian culture. Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.